1: Arthurian is probably at this time a 27 year old human male, very tall and well built. He is six foot five, about 250, 265. And when you'd see him, he would most likely be in his full plate armor, which is this dark black coloration. Kind of has some swirls to it because it's made out of adamantium. He would have a halberd as his main weapon and then a thick black lion's mane trimmed cloak that is dark blue or sorry a more royal blue in coloration with his family sigil emblazoned on the back which is two lions holding a sword between them. For me, I get way more into my characters than I do myself. I'm just Steven, the guy behind the very tall guy. Been playing d and for a couple years, been really enjoying my time with it. Hoping to branch out into other systems soon.
0: to be a, someone of importance in this area. Uh, do you mind if I sit down and, and introduce myself?
1: Oh, uh, not many people. Well, some would say I'm important, but uh, anyways, uh, yes, please, take a seat. Uh, my name is Leandros Arthurian.
0: Pleasure to meet you. My name is Estra. i actually heard your name before in relation to some of the things that have been going on around here that I'm rather curious about. <laughs>
1: Uh, as much as I've tried to portray myself as just one man, uh, it, it seems the name has gotten out there more than I intended.
0: If half of the rumors are true, you've been involved in quite a few adventures that have saved this world probably more than once. To make sense that you've developed a reputation.
1: I've grown more accustomed to it over the past few, well, the past year or so, um, but... Like I said, I was just one man as a part of it. It was hardly all on my shoulders.
0: Rather curious though, what's your story? How did all of it begin?
1: Much of it by accident, really. Naturally. My grandfather was an adventurer himself. And so when it came time, I figured I would try and make a name for myself as well. Working with the Lords Alliance, I first found myself traveling to Greenest. And that's where the story began. Not sure how much of it you've heard, but they were one of the first cities attacked by the cult. Uh, the cult of the dragon, that is.
0: Cult of the dragon. Why do I have a feeling this is definitely going to involve Tiamat at some point?
1: That is the end of the story, yes. Um, but yes, so um, naturally, being of someone of my disposition, trying to help as much as I could, sort of rushed in to a city... <laughs> in siege thinking i could help in some way and that is how i started getting embroiled in fighting against uh, the entirety of the cult of the dragon
0: it's quite a task to take on most people would probably run in terror
1: yeah it was probably the smarter move at the end of the day when you really think about it i did technically die during that but
0: are looking rather well for the dead man. I assume it didn't take.
1: Oh, oh no, it it took. Um, but thankfully, uh, as I said, my grandfather himself was an adventurer and has resurrection spells at his disposal. So it took, but not for too long, which is the fortunate part for me.
0: Pretty fortunate. Most people don't have quite that luxury, and those who can be resurrected usually end up in a lot of debt.
1: Yeah, yeah, I... As I said, I, I know how how fortunate I am. Um, I didn't exactly see it at the time. You know, it was, I was young and abrasive, didn't want to be owing my grandfather any more favors, um, but yeah, it, it certainly was a stranger time for me.
0: I imagine being raised from the dead is not a commonplace accordance.
1: And thankfully, I've only done it the once. I've done my best to, to prevent that from happening ever since then. It's not something you would want to experience too often.
0: Oh, I've heard it's rather unpleasant, and I'm not sure how many times you can be brought back from that before it's permanent.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad I didn't have to test it. I've had other friends who have been brought back at least once, but the second time we weren't as fortunate in returning them. So I do know it's, it's not... An easy guarantee, even if you have the power.
0: Yes, the balance between life and death is a tricky thing to deal with.
1: Ah, it is, it is. But I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to start off the conversation on such a dour note. It is certainly a strange way to start an adventure with dying at your first real encounter.
0: Well, at least it wasn't your last.
1: Yes, and had I had that been the end, I would have been at least secure in knowing it prevented more deaths in the town. What had happened was we, the people I was traveling with, there were others. Like I said, I was never alone in any of this. We saw the city under attack and sought to get as many of the residents of Greenest as we could into the castle in the center of town. And I had thought we'd be holed up there, either praying for Trithurian's blessings for the cultists to leave or just waiting out time and escaping when we could but some uh, half dragon like man from the cult came out and said send out your best warrior from the town we'll fight and if they beat me we'll leave if I win we'll leave and we won't kill anybody else and so I was cocky and thought I could beat him I was wrong paid the price for it but I had at least secured the town's safety, so I thought that was good enough.
0: That's fortunate, especially that he kept his word. Yes. Oftentimes, it's not usually how that ends.
1: It was surprising, to say the least, to learn that it had worked, and the next time I did face him, we were able to get the better of him, so justice in that, as well.
0: Fortunate, indeed. I also imagine he was rather surprised to see you.
1: He was, just as I was surprised to be seeing him again. You don't Often face the person who killed you, or, or at least I didn't expect to.
0: I imagine that was rather strange.
1: <laughs> and everything about that journey and adventure was certainly strange, from allying with lizard folk to speaking with the red wizards of Thay. None of it quite made sense to me, but.
0: Our life has certainly not been boring, I can tell.
1: <laughs> yes, it, it certainly hasn't, it, hence why. People like you often seek me out to hear the story, and I don't mind sharing it, but I always make sure to stress that I was just one small part of a large, larger picture. Which
0: I can appreciate. There are some people who would take all the credit for themselves. I'm not a fan of them.
1: <laughs> Sometimes I wish we had somebody who could take all the credit for me, but I suppose the, the name recognition doesn't hurt just as strange as it seems I'm not used to being the center of attention
0: not a big fan of fame I see
1: uh, well I just I how do I put this I appreciate knowing that there are people out there who look to me for help and as someone to look up to but I never want people to think I'm some something more than I am um, because at the end of the day I am just man and his halberd, nothing more, nothing less.
0: You are a good man, though. I try to be. Sometimes that can be a rarity <laughs> in some places.
1: Should have seen some of the people that I did travel with. they far from calling them good people. They were fine traveling companions, but didn't exactly see quite eye to eye on all things.
0: Often happens. It takes a variety to save the world.
1: That is certainly true, and. Rallying together, most of the Sword Coast was a challenge in and of itself. Not a big fan of politics, especially through those council meetings. Everybody wants their own piece of the pie, as it were, as if there isn't a cult trying to resurrect Tiamat and destroy the entirety. And yet they felt they still had the time to bicker over rewards and lands. And I'm just glad we were able to sort them out eventually.
0: I've never been a huge fan of politics, so knowing how to work with them can be advantageous at times when it's necessary to work with them. Never my favorite thing.
1: Of course not. My mother did a lot of politicking for our town of Loudwater, which I will eventually be lord of, and I will have to deal with this politicking more when that time comes. But until then, I try to avoid it as much as possible.
0: That'll be a nice... Change for them, for them adventuring, I imagine.
1: I don't know about nice. I do quite like my life out on the road. It's Strangely enough, I'm much more confident facing down demons and dragons than I am lords and ladies.
0: Fair enough. These demons and dragons are up front about the fact that they hate you and want to kill you.
1: Exactly. Somebody else finally gets it.
0: Trust me. I've been there.
1: Oh, but yes, um... Sorry, where was I in the story? Following with the... uh,
0: was so around how you got involved with taking down Tiamat, I believe.
1: Ah, yes, yes. So as I was saying, eventually chasing leads down within the cult, that is. My group and I found ourselves in the midst of uh, the councils in Waterdeep, trying to rally together the forces of the Sword Coast to take on this cult. You know, chasing down any leaders we could fighting dragons getting help of chromatic dragons oh sorry not chromatic getting the help of the metallic dragons negotiating with you know the wizards of thay the arcane brotherhood strangely enough as i just said i wasn't a fan of politicking i found myself doing it a lot during that adventure
0: imagine taking on the foe's largest tiamat requires more of an army than most single countries have
1: yes it was quite the force to see when we had it all gathered and we met them out on the fields in front of the well of dragons while our main forces took it on it was tasked with my group it was myself a halfling named arla and a human who strangely called himself goblin that was he was a strange fellow
0: rather unique name (laughs)
1: Uh, he was an interesting character to say the least but We found ourselves inside the very temple where she was to be brought to this plane. And unfortunately, we were not quick enough to prevent her summoning holy. We did have to fight at least some version of her. A weakened one, we had been able to stop the full Tiamat from coming through. But it was still still quite the fight.
0: I can imagine Tiamat is... Very much not an easy fall to destroy.
1: Trithurian's blessings, no.
0: At least you were able to have make it a weakened version instead of the full, powerful Tiamat. Fear this world may not still be standing if you hadn't.
1: Yes, I, I can tell you from being right up in there in her jaws, literally. Had she been any more formidable, I don't think we would have made it. I, even as weakened as she was, by the end of it, I was barely able to stand.
0: But you stood, and you survived, and you succeeded.
1: Yes, it's still hard to believe sometimes that that is actually what happened. I have the scars and the fame to prove it, but when you're of my disposition, it still feels hard to accept that that was something you had accomplished.
0: That'd be hard to process for anyone that it happened, much less that you succeeded.
1: Yes, and then after that, it was raising Terrell from Avernus, So I've never had much a chance to rest until now, recently, actually.
0: Who is it that you raised? Not familiar with this.
1: The city of Elturel, in Eltagard. It's near Baldur's Gate, the sister cities, I believe. Might have my history wrong on that one.
0: How did a city end up in Avernus and needing to be raised?
1: That is an interesting tale as well, I suppose. Apparently, the mayor there... uh, Wretched man named Thavius Krieg had created a contract of sorts with one of the archdevils in Avernus named Zeriel for protection. And apparently at the end of the contract, Elturel would be dragged back down into Avernus. And so between adventures, I had been traveling with the Lord's Alliance, doing work for them when I heard about an entire city disappearing. Obviously something that concerned us. I went to investigate and found El being dragged by these vicious infernal chains down into the bottom of Avernus.
0: That was a very terrible deal.
1: It was. I'm still not quite sure what he got out of it.
0: Perhaps but... he didn't get dragged down to Avernus himself?
1: No, he, he did, actually. Apparently, when it happened, he had fled to... Baldur's Gate, and from what I was told by the companions I met down there, he was struck down and we eventually did find him in Avernus, but in a much corrupted form. But hearing what he did, our companions and I, we did finish him off to settle the score, as it were. A rare moment of anger and contempt from me, but thinking of what he had put the city through, I. ...couldn't stand to let him live even in in that cursed devilish form.
0: At least your anger was understandable. Not sure what kind of person makes a deal that involves a city being dragged into hell.
1: Yes, I should hold my words before speaking too much and speaking too unkindly. He was, from what I understand, a good man for most parts, save for this one glaring example, but... Uh, Part of it was probably mercy so he didn't have to suffer as a devil, but in any case, that was certainly a time as well trying to navigate first through the politics of the material plane, then the politics of devils.
0: They're very tricky to deal with.
1: They were. Thankfully, there were more talkative and sly people in the group that could weasel their way through these words better than I could. it's not that I can't lie, I'm just <laughs> not very good at it.
0: It's not always necessarily a bad thing.
1: True, true. It saves a lot of questioning when I tell these stories though. Most people know that I lack that ability, so they know I have no reason to lie about any of this.
0: Also, I have a gift of I'm usually pretty good at spotting when people people are lying.
1: That is another thing, I've been around plenty of insightful people to know that I might as well not even bother to try anymore.
0: The world needs more honest people in it.
1: As I say, if you always tell the truth, then you don't have to keep track of the lies.
0: That is true. That is very true. So, you destroyed Tiamat. You raised the city from Avernus. Have you done any other things that most people would probably think you're lying about?
1: (laughs) Well, as strange as it'll sound after hearing those stories, the most difficult thing i've ever tried to do is caught uh somebody oh <laughs> facing down tiamat was much easier
0: does this somebody have a name
1: she does apogee delacus she is from Waterdeep. things are going well um, she's on her own travels for the moment um, but it i think it's the last large hurdle i had to clear in my life and for now i'm hoping things can be much simpler for us. Well, as simple as it can be.
0: Yes, life has a way of being far more complicated than you think it should be, but I also hope that things go well for you.
1: As well. We do plan to travel some time, so I'm sure we'll find ourselves in our own adventures, but...
0: Hopefully no more having to save the world.
1: Correct, yes. I... Bandits, owlbears, the other dragons, those I can handle, but I would like some respite at least from the world-saving adventurers that I've been more known for.
0: Have you ever thought about what you might be whenever you decide to not adventure? Or or is this something you've always wanted to do?
1: All I've ever wanted to do was be a good, kind man who people look to for help. I assume after my time adventuring is done, Apogee and I might settle down in Loudwater. I'll take over post as... Lord of Loudwater from my mother when she's ready to retire. And hopefully, the story of Leandro Sutherian lives, ends with, and he lived happily ever after. That's the hope, as simple and mundane as it might sound.
0: Sounds rather charming to me.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm glad it doesn't sound too foolish. I, I know how much people might scoff at that, seeing a man of my size and stature, wanting something simple like that. But I I think my time of saving the world is over, at least I hope it is. Now I hope I can focus on helping more directly with both the city, with Apogee, with eventual family, if that's something she wants.
0: And you can always help train and teach the next generation of adventurers.
1: Yeah, I actually hadn't thought of that, but it probably would be good use. At least keep my sword arm ready. I'm sorry, I've been at the tavern for a bit, so I've had maybe one too many ales, so the words are getting a little mixed up.
0: Happens to me all the time, although usually I'm good at handling my drink, but I travel a lot, and sometimes it can prove rather exhausting.
1: Yeah, that's that's the one thing they don't prepare you for when you become somewhat of a household name, is all the free drinks and ale people want to hand you. Nice at first, but I've quickly learned to pace myself much better than I used to.
0: I imagine there's some interesting stories you would rather not share from along that line.
1: That's if I could even remember them.
0: Very fair.
1: Oh, It's been a while since I've had the chance to actually sit down and talk so thoroughly about it. Most people just want to hear right to the good bits. But, uh well, thank you for indulging my words for so long. I'm sorry to have been rambling at points.
0: Oh no, it's my pleasure. I enjoy hearing the stories. I find if you when you just get the highlights, you miss a lot of the good details—the things that make the, what I think make the story worth listening to.
1: It's amazing to see uh, traveling with adventurers. Sometimes, you know what you can do. The funniest thing that most people don't think about or don't assume is that Ala, the halfling I had mentioned, um, was actually the. First one of our group to take down a dragon, small as she is. Oh, where were we when that happened?
0: I've learned to never to underestimate these people based on their size.
1: Certainly not her. It was a dragon retreating from the town. We had managed to beat it back far enough that it was willing to retreat, but Arla is one heck of a shot and managed to take it down mid-flight as it was retreating. Quite a sight to see.
0: Huh, I wish I could have seen that myself.
1: Oh, but I I did have a little bit too much fun taking down my first dragon. Have you ever heard of the spell Dimension Door?
0: Yes, I've used that one myself a couple of times. Fairly useful in a pinch. But easy to get, not quite right.
1: That was my fear when I attempted it, but there was, again, another dragon. As prideful as they are, they apparently do favor retreating when things go bad, but that was a new trick I had picked up. Figured I would give it a try, and before it could fly off too far, I teleported myself onto it and struck it down from its back. Yeah, rather clever. Oh, the landing was awful. That was the worst part, but I hadn't, wasn't really thinking of that when I first went into it. There was the plan, the excitement of it working, and then the relative... Unexcitement of watching myself plummet about maybe 200 feet in the air on the back of it.
0: And perhaps you survived that.
1: As am I. It did hurt. That was... I needed a few days rest after that one, But Hard to beat a story like that for your first dragon kill.
0: Very true, very true. Although, the most entertaining story I've heard is people getting eaten by dragons and then fighting their way out from the inside.
1: Oof. I've heard a few of those as well, and as exciting as it sounds, I'm more glad I never had to try it myself.
0: I'm not sure that would quite work with you.
1: Yeah, it's not not exactly easy to get the leverage you need with a halberd when you're being crushed by the insides.
0: I, you're a little tall.
1: That is also a problem as well. Yes, my always are uh, not friendly to me. Much prefer to keep things out in... Wide open fields, that's where I do my best work.
0: I prefer fighting in places where there's options. You can go to a wide open space, or you can find a smaller space. Just having that flexibility. But also, I did hear a story once, I think it was a druid who told it to me, of... She and her adventuring group, they were fighting a red dragon, and a tree god was helping, and he reached down the dragon's throat and pulled out the fire gland. If that you is... ask me, that just sounds terrifying. Wow.
1: Well, yeah, I'd say there's just a look of amazement on Leandris' face as he tries to process how that would even work.
0: Yeah that that incredible. was my reaction too.
1: Well uh, I'm
0: this is why you never upset nature the gods. They're scary.
1: I would. I will make sure to note that down. It's incredible to see what some how do they call them, druids, uh, work and the power they can command?
0: I'm not entirely sure this was a druid. I think this was just the god or demigod or something.
1: The god itself? That's even more fascinating.
0: I think the god was very angry about the dragon being there. There must have been well, something else I... going on. I'm not sure.
1: I can imagine. Red dragons do have a... ...reputation for being some of the most aggressive, cruel, and wicked of the dragons.
0: At least that one got interesting there.
1: Very true. Well, interesting for us. I'm sure it wasn't interesting for them.
0: That is true as well. Would you care for another round of drinks, or perhaps some food?
1: I think I should take a break from the ales for the moment. Clearly, I've been stumbling over words, but... ...a meal sounds perfect, actually. it's probably why I'm feeling a bit more tipsy than usual haven't had a meal yet today.
0: I realize you look a tad bit unfocused, so I'll- You can consider the meal on me.
1: You are far too kind, and yeah, if you have any further questions or stories you'd like to hear from me, I am more than an open book. I suppose that should be- seems like a fair trade, a meal for a story.
0: Perhaps some of your smaller tales, the ones that don't get as much attention. I'm always rather curious.
1: Our oh, small adventures. Those I have to think i a bit.
0: Perhaps after some food. I'm sure they have some stories as well I can share.
1: Sounds like a plan.
0: Tales of Adventure is directed and produced by me, Brianna Toyber, as part of Pseudonym Social, a creative podcast network. The music is by Patrick Chester of Chester Studios. To see more of his work, visit his website at chesterstudios.net. Find out more about Pseudonym Social by visiting our website at pseudonymsocial.wordpress.com. If you like what I'm doing and would like to support this podcast, please go to patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial and choose one of the tiers connected to Tales of Adventure. You can also leave a review on iTunes to make our show easier to find for those who need it. Hey, everybody. My name's David. I'm the DM for From Afar Podcast. A From Afar Podcast is all about four friends separated by distance brought together by adventure. Hope you all stop by and give us a listen. Thanks.